When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscapers, how you doing? This is Jonathan, and we're starting up the Geekscape podcast. If you're a longtime Geekscape listener, you don't need this introduction, so I'd like you to go straight to iTunes, wherever you downloaded this, maybe SoundCloud, maybe Stitcher, and give us like five stars or whatever the highest ranking is, and share it with all your friends. You know, do that little copy URL thing, and send it over to your Facebook, Twitter. Tell your friends about this long-standing geek podcast that you've loved for all these years. If you're new to us, well, welcome. We're going to talk movies, video games, comic books, TV, all that stuff, and it's the week of Comic-Con. So, knowing that it's the week of Comic-Con, I'm hanging from a thread right here <laughs> mentally. And uh, I'd like to say, though, this is the most relaxed and prepared I've felt going into a Comic-Con, which is still pretty strenuous, but I'm feeling good about this year. We're going to be back at booth 3919 on the floor. If you guys are going to Comic-Con, come say hi. We've got a bunch of guests dropping by. The full signing schedule and like a parent schedule will be up on Geekscape tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, it should be up by Tuesday. Um, and then uh, you guys can come and see some of your favorite guests, two of which are in the room right now. What? Kenny Craig on no, Sunday no, no, will be coming yeah. by. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a, I'm not one of your favorite guests. Co-host favorite. Kenny Craig, uh, he, he's actually going to make it to uh, San Diego on Sunday. Yep, I'll be down there Sunday. Be awesome. I'm just on the floor searching around with the old girlfriends. Though. That'd be cool. Uh, but no, we're, we're talking about uh, our good friend Mark Sykes, executive producer of the Doomed documentary. You guys who are longtime Geekscape listeners remember like a year or two ago we had... He and uh, a lot of the cast members from Roger Corman's Fantastic Four in the studio to talk about this documentary. And they were in the midst of a Indiegogo campaign at the time, raising funds for the film. And you're like, hey, whatever happened to that thing I donated to a few years ago? Guess what? It's coming out. It's premiering at Comic-Con this Friday night. Uh, and there's a couple other screenings. I think there's a SAG screening here in L.A., a little preview Wednesday screening. Night, yeah. um, and then we got Carl Sirafalio right here. It's clobbering time. It's clobbering time. He was the thing inside the suit, right? So when Ben Grimm went through his transformation in the Roger Corman Fantastic Four, mm -hmm. it was this man sweating it out. How many, how many, how, like how many pounds do you think you lost in like the time? Like of, per uh, day, maybe. You should yeah. be a better question. Like, what do you think? Oh, it was an easy eight to ten pounds a day. Jeez. It was easy. The, it, it was You're not exaggerating. Oh, no. You had to be no. 500 pounds going in there to to yeah. ensure your survival by the end of shoot. <laughs> and I still had to fit inside the thing every day because they made it, you know. Yeah, to fit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a hot suit, and and uh, but it was the best suit I've ever seen. Oh. You know, I mean, for all the movies that are made, yeah. it's it's the most true to the character that I've ever seen. And then there's this new Fantastic Four movie coming out in uh, August, and that looks okay, but it's all CGI, isn't it? That's an, a full CGI like suit. The suit? I, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't really tell that much. I know the Michael on the Chiklis one was not CGI. Oh, that definitely was not. But it didn't look that. as good as the one that Carl wore. No, right. but I bet you had a cool suit on underneath it. Yeah. That's what a budget does for you. Yeah. Him. Michael Chiklis wasn't passing out up your ass. It's a lot easier. <laughs> he wasn't blacking out in the suit, putting a straw through the neck and like, being like breathe, buddy. We can't lose you. But um, guys, it's been a road for this film. Um, I'm excited to see it because I am a fan of the Roger Corman Fantastic Four, uh, which you guys can see. On YouTube. But, I mean, <laughs> how else can people see the original Fantastic Four that Roger Corman made? That's it. Like it's YouTube wow. or like the VHSs you buy in like the corner section of like the convention center where it's like truck stops. Yeah, dude yeah. selling VHSs yeah. and like bootlegs and things. Right. But it was like a mythic like film when we, I was coming up as a as a youngster in the comic book convention world. Like I guess I, I was in high school 
And uh, at a convention, you're always looking for a couple things that were not released. The the Pride of the X Men, the cartoon, uh, <laughs> that, that cartoon. Uh, remember that the, the X Men cartoon. Uh, and you're also looking for the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. And those are the things that if you found like a dealer who was making bootleg copies on VHS that were so completely eroded uh, from having made like 500 million copies, that's what you wanted. And that's what you ended up getting. And you were like, hey, it looks like the Fantastic Four and this may be the best we're going to get. Yeah. Well, it, it's and like the, that was insured. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the multiplicity version of VHS is because, you know, when you make that clone, yeah. the clone of a clone, all of a sudden you get like the, the flamboyant one and the super macho one. It was not a, it was not good. Um, but you know what? Um, it's the Fantastic Four movie we got. It may have been the Fantastic Four movie we deserved. But uh, tell me about the movie. Um, are you, like, like, like now you guys have made this movie doomed, and uh, like, what, what were the trials and tribulations of putting it together? Well, initially, it was tracking down some of the people, Carl, and some of the cast I were here in L.A. Yeah, we, <laughs> we found Carl. Carl, yeah, was not bad, and some of the cast, but we really had a hard time, uh, and ultimately didn't find um, a couple people. Who, who, who is not in this movie that we can expect? Right, because like our buddy John Schnepp just made like the the Superman Lives documentary, right? And like Nick Cage is not in it, and I'm like, wait a minute, could you have responsibly released that okay. film without Nick Cage being a part of that? You want to know who's not in Doomed? Mercedes McNabb. Hmm. And she, it was one of her first films. She's a little girl. I I want to say young Sue Storm. Right. And we couldn't get to her. I mean, I mean, we got to her people, but right. we couldn't make it happen. What was the story there? They were like, we want money to do this. No, 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 no. It was it was just, I don't think she was living in L.A. at the time. Right. I think she was up in Canada, and so it was logistically. I had Marty, who's based out of Massachusetts, the director, in L.A. for two and a half weeks. Right. And we had to schedule all the interviews during that period of time. Hmm. You do want to send Marty up there with like a GoPro? I'm kidding. GoPro? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and just make it look like a, hey, we, man, you got your cell phone on you? We actually hey. sent him to New York to interview Lloyd Kaufman and Sean Howe mm-hmm. uh, because we just thought that they were they would have some wonderful material. But How otherwise, yeah. they were fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Marty so, had him at, met him at ChillerCon, and they yeah. struck up a friendship and conversation. And Lloyd, you know, Lloyd, he just loves. He's got such great stories. I love Lloyd, and he immediately consented to go on camera for us. And there's a little. One of the best things in the documentary is from Lloyd Kaufman of all people, and it is a real, it's a, it's a revelation I don't think anyone knows about. About mm. the Roger Corbin documentary. About Fantastic Four, the Fantastic Four that Roger made in '92. We've got an exclusive scoop, and it from came from one of the most unlikely Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. And we, Marty, went down there to interview him, having no idea what he was going to say. We just thought. Oh, Lloyd Kaufman is fabulous and interesting. And he makes movies that are similar to like Roger Corman's. And absolutely. he can talk about the whole process. But he had something very specific about this movie to talk he about. He had a revelation that just blew us all away. And Marty was so glad he went down and interviewed him because it's a facet of the story nobody's ever heard. Huh. Damn it. I'm going to miss know, the Wednesday screening here I in know. L.A. because I'll be in San Diego. I'm going to miss the Friday screening in San Diego because I'll be headed back here into L.A. I'll tell you about it. I'll go Wednesday. <sighs> Because I'm, I'm not leaving until Sunday. Disrespectful. <laughs> Disrespectful. I hear you can buy a bootleg copy at the... Yeah, yeah can I get a Dune bootleg copy? I, I, I kind of feel, like, feel like a Dune bootleg copy would be <laughs> also sort of expecting, yeah. yeah. We're, 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 we actually took something off of YouTube last week. We When we when we inter- did the interviews, we had uh, director Oli Sassone with us. Right. We flew him in from Louisiana for an interview. And I got the idea. I said, you know what we never got? is an audio commentary to the Fantastic Four. So we sat Oli down at a, at a little booth, and Oli Sassone and Marty Langford, the director, watched Fantastic Four and did a commentary. Oh, my God. That's the meanest thing you could do to another human being. I mean, uh, I love the movie. No. But, <laughs> and well, was it the first time watching the movie in years, though, right? It was. Yeah. And we, we had a decent copy. And the, the audio commentary is wonderful, but someone took it and put it up on YouTube. But you had to know who this person was. We have, uh, it has to be a certain number of people because it's taken us right. a while to finish the film. And so one of the things I, I thought we should do is we sent an MP3 of this audio commentary to the backers 
All right. Okay. To say, sorry, oh, this okay. is taking so long. Here's a gift. Here's a little something for being but patient. But the entire thing? The whole movie was up on YouTube last week with our audio commentary. And it's a, you know, it's something we want for the fans that we took the time to do with Oli. Right. So we didn't want it right now just right. up on right. YouTube. So we took it down. I got to hear that thing. It's right. A, it's amazing. It's amazing. Because it will, I mean, what? Oli. little uh, sneak peek? Um, uh, bleeping and, right. and oh, uh, yeah. he's wonderful. He was <sighs> one of our best interviews and one of the ones we had to watch ratings wise. Yeah. Okay, because he's very candid and he's very right. graphic and and uh, and and he got emotional a couple times. And, uh, irate? Well, yeah. What is or the rating? Like Not, sad? I mean, he he got a little irate a couple times because of everyone. He was certainly affected in that. As a director, people really wanted to know where his movie was. And he talks right. about this in the documentary. And so what happened with the movie for people that aren't familiar with Fantastic Four? Um, like, well, the Roger Corman Fantastic Roger Four. Roger Corman and New Constantine Films co-produced the Fantastic Four. Uh, Bernd Eichinger at New Constantine Films was going to lose his option at the end of 1992. So he went to Roger Corman in September and said... <laughs> I need to go into production on this film to preserve my option and the rights to the film. Can you go into production on this film and make a million dollar version? Right. Tomorrow. Basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we started writing and, and then casting almost immediately. I was a casting assistant then. Wow. Yeah. That's how that's Mark's connection. To the yeah. Movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and we just went fast and everyone was under the impression we were making a movie and right. we were putting this movie out and, more so than ever because of a co-production with some money behind it, everyone was gearing up for a theatrical release. But the whole plan was just was just to make it to to so you could keep the rights. Keep the option, yeah. Right. And the option still Or will... was it? Oh. Oh, we gotta oh, watch the, the documentary. Revela- to find the out. Revelation. It's interesting. I learned something because I felt the same yeah, way. Yeah, because when said, you guys were on, on the guys. podcast last time, I was like, okay, well they yeah. they just needed to, to keep the rights, which they ended up profiting on it. It's the same rights that are being used today by Fox. Hmm. So, but to spend all that money and then not, you know, and then not Marvel ended up coming in and, and buying up the film and, and putting it aside and saying, you know, we're not going to release that, but it cost them. Right. Which they didn't know they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Wait, so wait, they would explain that to me. Wait, again. it costed who? It, it, Mar- it Mar- so Marvel Marvel had to buy out Eichinger's investment. Okay, and, and somebody had to pay Roger to take it off the shelf to not release. Yeah, it. Yeah, to, to not release it and be like, hey, and it guys. was expensive. Yeah, but so yeah, so it the was million more than dollars is probably nothing. It was more than a million dollars. It it right. was totally more than it because Roger got a million dollars. Right. Okay. So so I'm seeing like a business opportunity for just anything in the future now is just make anything. It's like that, the producers. Make anything yeah. humiliatingly bad, but you <laughs> yeah. have to have the option first. Yes. Right. Have to get, and get then the be option. like, well, I just made this movie. It wasn't that great. But if you don't want it released, you're gonna have to. Give more money. Just it's just holding a blackmail for um, not releasing it's the a spring movie. time for Hitler. But like yeah. that, that was the beginning of like, I mean, Marvel's downfall was the '90s, right? And supposedly by, by like 1999, they're trying to sell like the the furniture in the office, like file cabinets, to try and keep the lights on. Hmm. But which is crazy when you think about Marvel today. But in the '90s, it was a much different story. They spent a ton of money to keep this movie out of fans' hands, away from theaters. Um, and so, what happened? It just sat there. And and, and does I mean does Marvel still kind of own the 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 ability of that movie to be released, or is sure. it at Fox, or like who who would have it today? It's no, like Marvel, uh, Avi Arad. It's a it's a Marvel entity. It's not a it's not a new Constantine. Corman was bought out. Walk away. Um, you're not releasing this. You don't own it. He never did. So right. I mean, Corman was actually, uh, and you'll see this in the documentary. Roger. Uh, was thrilled. Yeah, he, he made, like, he a, made a fortune on, this thing. on the movie and never had to release it and never had to spend money promoting, promoting it, it yeah. and selling it and taking it to AFM. So Roger actually was thrilled. New Constantine to this day, they're gold. They're right. happy. They're still making Fantastic Four movies. Of course, they re- they thanks to Roger, they preserved the option. 
Mm. But Marvel is sitting there holding the bag on a movie that they didn't release, a movie they overspent on, and they don't have the rights. Columbus wanted to do Fantastic Four back in that time. Right. He was all over it. It was going to be I remember the done. rumors, yeah. Absolutely. And, and we remembered after they bought it up, we little by little it came out. We didn't know maybe while we were making the film, but once the film was shelved, everybody was like, what happened? What, what just yeah. happened? And before long... Uh, I think within months, Chris Columbus was announced as a potential director for a new Fantastic Four that film. That never happened. And they, No, it never happened. And they just ignored... Well, it happened 10 years later without Christopher Col- Chris right, Columbus. Right, right, right. But it, it just... Um, they, they just sat there. They could have released this film in 93, 94, considering how long it took them to ultimately make a Fantastic Four film, and it wouldn't have hurt the franchise... Either way, it could right. have been a Saturday morning movie, a kids' film. they did a film. bunch of weird stuff. Like, remember, like, the New Mutants film, or the Generation X Generation TV X, yeah. film movie, yeah. and, like, the Nick Fury TV movie with Hasselhoff and mm-hmm. Man-Thing? Remember Man-Thing? Absolutely. They made a Man-Thing. Man-Thing what? knows fear. Or Man-Thing <laughs> knows your What does he do? Like, beat off your fear or whatever? You know Man-Thing. He looks anything, like Swamp Thing. Anything... In- Knows fear burns at the man yeah, thing's yeah. touch. Oh, <laughs> Anything my. that knows fear burns at the man <laughs> thing's touch. Damn. And they made, remember, and they were going to do Werewolf by Night. They were going to do a bunch mm-hmm. of that stuff. Well, the Midnight Suns were around that time, weren't they? They mm-hmm. were pretty popular. So I guess that was like the in. success of Blade, though, right? Like when that first Blade came out, which really, everybody looks at the X-Men movies and is like, oh, that was the beginning of the return of the superhero movies. Like, no, 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 there's no X-Men without Blade. Right, right. And like that Wesley Snipes Blade movie was a hit. And Absolutely. nobody expected it to be a hit at all. Yeah. But they bet on black. You always bet on black. And Wesley Snipes delivered a pretty big hit with Blade. And immediately you started hearing those rumors of like, hey, we're going to do Werewolf by Night. We're going to do Man-Thing, which they eventually did like a straight-to-TV movie Man-Thing. Um, it's insane yeah. seeing some of that stuff that came out and then looking at Marvel today and being like, whoa, now you now you can't make a superhero movie without putting a giant fund behind it and making it for $150 million. Right. Um, and it ends up being a cartoon. And it ends up being a cartoon anyway, completely CGI. We saw, <laughs> like, ter- we saw Terminator today, the uh, Terminator Genesis. Dude, I, I I went and saw it yesterday. Did, that yeah. movie was AAA++ tight, yo. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it, 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 you it, know, was, it, it was so close. It to was, what? Uh, to n- not a huge, big, steaming pile of shit. It was well, so close. Well, listen, if you're going to describe it like that, so it doesn't sound like Terminator anything. 3. It doesn't yeah. sound like anything is close. When you you can't say it was so close okay. to not being a steaming like wait. So you're uh, saying it was? Um yeah. Um I'm saying I liked proportions of the movie, and if I I thought if they just did a few things differently, it would have been good. Like cut out about 25 minutes of stupid fucking jokes, and not and just even change the color of scheme to night night of like the nice and bright vivid colors that they did in like Terminator 3, which made that shitty as long with along with I did you know looking at the, the the post T2 Terminator movies, I think that Jonathan Mostow's T3 is actually like think it's, it's, think it's I, I think, yeah I think it's better than than uh, than who is it McG or who did the oh the, Salvation the fort, yeah Salvation. it was McG yeah McG yes yeah, so I think it's better I think it's the best uh, of the really? three no way I think Salvation was way better it just didn't make sense Salvation didn't make sense so this never and this, this one. one I didn't know what was going on for a wait, while wait until you see the Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. Talk about blowing some shit out of the water. Explain yeah. everything. Okay? Yes. Well, I remember seeing Roger Corman's Fantastic Four and being like, this is a very clean, nice Fantastic Four movie. And it's about as loyal to the Jack Kirby Stan Lee stuff as you can get. Right. And again, it's like on YouTube. You can watch it. It makes sense. This movie, I felt... I was I was on the way home with uh, Lauren Derek Cranavelt, mm-hmm. who's in town. He can wave on the video. Derek, our, our managing editor at Geekscape, is here. Um... And I remember thinking like about what an economic and cool movie T2 is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? When you overburden some of this stuff, it starts to really fall apart plot-wise. And you're, jugg- you're juggling a lot of needless story points that your ca- actors have to jump through, your characters have to jump through, your director has to jump through. Like the story just felt... It- 
overcomplicated. Right. It's like telling a lie. Like you have to tell a lie, right? And then in order to cover up that lie, you have to tell another lie. And then in order to cover that, you have to tell two more to cover up the first two. That's exactly it, what the plot felt like. It started to get a bit burdened, but T2 is an That's awesome. my favorite that movie of an, all time. Is it's it really? A, yep. It's my, I, have a, I have a Terminator poster in my room. That's the only poster I have in my entire room. It's and you're watching it and you're like, you know, but that was so simple. They put A in front of B exactly. and B and then C and D. And, and then by the end of it, you have a very satisfying roller coaster ride. You don't need all this weird time jumping and this is why we're doing this and this is why we're doing that because all that does is leave you susceptible to some real head scratching logic leaps right like the entire first 20 minutes was all just like just hey let's just have voiceover explaining everything for people that are stupid when they didn't even like didn't even need it like i'd rather them not do it and so people would ask questions than them over explain everything did you do stunts on this one carl no i know i know simon redoubled on it and I love Simon. Yeah, uh, Simon did some work on it. He doubled on it. And hey, man, say what you will, the action's spot on. But you got to have it explained story-wise. Like, mm-hmm. like, like yeah. you're a stuntman, Carl. You know, like, how good is your action sequence if the story they're watching is unengaging? It's like telling two different stories. Right. You, 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 you work the action into the film or the film through the action or it just becomes a lot of yapper and dialogue and then boom something blows up and then more dialogue and this dude's driven on the batman movies dun dun that's awesome this dude drive remember when i met you we, like we talked face to face like you were working on drive I think so yeah and somebody brought drive up the other day uh because we're getting ready for this miami vice panel mm-hmm. yeah if you guys are going to comic con thursday i've got this miami vice panel uh i think it's five or six check the website it's in room 29 ab it's Edward James Almost, um, Anthony Yurkovich, Yerk- the creator of Miami Vice. We're gonna, it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. But we're talking about all the influences Miami Vice has had. And when you think about like the score to Drive and the color scheme of Drive, it's got yeah. a lot of that in there, like the like the the hot pink and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, they did exciting. It's awesome. That, yeah. And you you drove on that movie. I did a little bit. Yeah. He did a little yeah. thing. Yeah, he, like, like how he plays bit. it yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. He did a little something something. He was Drive. <laughs> Let's just be honest. He was right. <laughs> that's like that's like being a stuntman and like vanishing point. And you're like, yeah, I don't just a little mm. bit. Yeah, yeah, just a little yeah, thing. Just a little bit. No big deal. Don't worry about it. I flew <laughs> I flew a jet in Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun. yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Did I tell you about that? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I body doubled during the volleyball scene. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, Somebody I like playing with the boys. Uh, I gotta do it. Um, speaking of geek stuff that he body doubled. Blunt man in Mallrats. What? What? This guy right here. I am fly, fat ass fly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh Carl. my God. <laughs> Not only did the thing in Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, you were talking to Blunt Man. Oh Sorry. my God. It's right. Fly, fat ass fly. That was <laughs> yeah. Carl. You dumb flying. bastard. Yeah. It's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. <laughs> that was there him right go. there. There you go. That's that's why. That's that's we, one of my uh, favorite So you guys are signing Friday. Uh, speaking of Kevin Smith. Our buddy Brian O'Halloran and Marilyn uh, Gigliotti from Clerks are signing Thursday and Friday, too. They might oh. be signing right up against your signing, wow. or right up to your signing, or right after your signing. Okay. Nice. I think Marilyn is signing right up to your signing. So you got Dante and Veronica from Clerks signing right up we, to your We guys. were promised no conflicts. There will be no conflicts. We were supposed to be the only thing scheduled it's at the very whole clean. convention at that time. It is very, no, no. <laughs> it's very, at least I can speak for Booth 3919. That is my purview. That's what I, I control. There's nothing... Nothing competing with the Doom documentary screen. I'll H myself. Or <laughs> everybody out! You're running around with the pencils, threatening to stab people. In Marvel, the eye. remember when that happened? Yeah. yeah, Marvel canceled the convention <laughs> because of you. You know how Marvel's not doing a Hall H. Yes, it's I do. Because of these guys, right? Yeah, they're like, whoa, hey, good job. That, yeah, well, well, our movies well, can't compete really about documentaries about well, pseudo or not. Well, you, got, you guys had to hold the rights or something, so you just needed to do any panel whatsoever, yeah. just so they didn't lose Get it in the future. Here. Sorry, Marvel. Who, who's going to be at the booth? You, you and Marty, and, and what else you got? Uh, well, we're screening at 6.30, mm-hmm. uh, and we are expecting this man here. That's you going to the Comic-Con? Blunt man? Yes. Yeah. Hell yes. This is blunt man. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, Rebecca Staub, Alex Hyde-White, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Joseph Culp, Dr. Doom. And John Vulich uh, making a great appearance. He's the guy who did the visual effects. Um optic nerve and they will be are they going to just be at the screening or are any of those guys coming by the booth in the morning we talk uh, to them talk to them uh we're gonna yeah we're gonna do the yeah. you know we'll be at the screening and then if we can get them in there earlier do the booth that would be Come wonderful we'd love to have a whole group you over know a little there. scribble scribble on the signatures or whatever 
It'll be fun. <laughs> that's what the booth's for, to promote the screening. Yeah. yeah. That's what you guys want to do. Um, that's great. Uh, again, like that schedule, guys, it'll be up on the website. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm going to be at SDCC, I want to go to that Geekscape booth and get some of them signatures. Uh, that'll be it. I know our friend Orlando Jones is going to be signing after you guys um, on Friday. Uh, he's a lunatic. <laughs> I'd say that in the nicest way. Yeah, but, he's, he's, um, the, he's the best lunatic to be around. He's, a, he's like, a, like, he exhausts me. He's like a whirlwind. Well, 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 it's usually the opposite. It's like you're usually the one I'm going the mile com- a minute, and then when yeah. you're on him, it's no, the exact guy, opposite. Yep. No, he did a couple four locos or something. Like he's going <laughs> crazy. He's holding a storage of them when they still had uh, caffeine in them, just yeah. to, just so he can whenever he makes public. If you want to watch a human cartoon? Orlando Jones will be there. I think Thursday and Friday, or Friday and Saturday. I don't know. You're gonna have to check the website. Um, but I'm looking forward to Comic Con again. This is like the most prepared I've felt. Where um, I think the attitude is, it's Monday night. If it's not rated by now, it ain't going to happen. Let's just go to San Diego and try not to go crazy or run ourselves into the ground, which has happened most years. How do you prepare? Because this is my first Comic-Con. Well, how do you prepare? Well, we've got the booth. So Derek, he landed yesterday, and we did all the inventory on the shirts that we're going to sell in the booth. So uh, we made sure to have everything and. That's kind of the thing that we would always do the day before. We did it two days before, so that today we could go see Terminator Genesis, which <laughs> it was such a great time, uh, you know, use of time. Well, it's a movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I watched it. It's it's a movie. It's got some redeeming qualities, but uh, I'm gonna put that one in the uh, category of go to a matinee with your friends and make sure your friends are all fun. I you did know, go pick, to a matinee because yeah, it was it was fun to go with Derek and my wife Laura and we had fun watching it and uh, it was it was fun to watch that movie, um, as uh, as wonky as it was in places. Um, yeah, preparing for Comic Con, there there are a couple things that I think the best thing to do is don't try and do everything. Don't you know as a as a professional. Uh, Mark, I would I would say don't stand in line for panels because all that stuff is going to be something you can read later. Sure. Uh, you can, you'll be able to read that stuff online by that night. And uh, I know, yeah, I, I know we got Kenny hand. a pass like two years ago, yeah. and Kenny spent most of the time just in the line for Hall H, made into Hall H long enough to maybe see half a panel. Yeah, yeah, we know. And then well, well, everything we, yeah, was over. Yeah, exactly. We went there, and the thing we went there for those are my first Comic Con, and I didn't know it was like the Spider Man panel. And it was, I didn't know there's multiple things during a panel. It was like all the, it ended up being the entire Sony panel. Yeah. And the Spider-Man was the very last thing. So we had to be there in an hour, like an hour and 20 minutes before we saw wow. whatever it was. So we're in line for three hours in there, an hour and 20 minutes. We like, we, we exit out. And then they're like, all right, guys, we're closing up. And I didn't give you, like, we got, I got 15 minutes on the floors. So if you're like going, only going one day. Yeah. I think stuff like Hall H and, and some of those informational panels, they don't allow you the access to the people you want to meet anyway. So yeah. If it's all informational, or you want, you know, go ahead and just wait until that night to see it. If you really need to see that footage from Batman vs Superman that Warner Brothers is not going to let leak, um, like the Ant Man footage didn't leak for a long time, and that Batman vs Superman I don't think ever leaked. Uh, if you really want to see that and be on the floor, that's why you got to be in Hall H. But I don't advise it to anybody who wants to do things like meet the celebrities because yeah. obviously the signing upstairs in the sales pavilion is the better place to shake hands or at booths like Geekscape or other booths where, uh, you know, if you guys follow these people on Twitter to begin with, you'll know what their signing schedules are. And those are better places to go and, and give a handshake um, and say, hey, I appreciate your work. And uh, I just want to see what you smell like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the, is that guy going to be there again? Cause... <laughs> Carl, you're yeah. going to get smelled. Yeah. That yeah. guy is me. I'm like Carl, can I just like tear off part of your shirt or something, man? Hey, uh, hey, man, I just want to smell you. Um, that's me. Uh, and then I would say if, if if you want some of the smaller panels that are upstairs, like in the room 26, 27, 28, 29 AB, those are cooler because they're usually publisher specific. So there you kind of get a little bit more comics, or they're themed like, hey. Uh, you know, what do you guys think of females on television and a little more <laughs> interest? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, there's no right that. answer. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean you know, well, it's like it's like it's like you know, discussion-oriented panels yeah. are upstairs, and then like we're doing the 30th anniversary Miami Vice thing. So sometimes it's like specific to just the fans of one show. Uh, that's kind of the stuff that'll be a little bit better for uh, substantial, like like those may not get written right. up. Those may be cool to go to. Uh, they, you know, if you want a free giveaway, I know we're giving away Miami Vice T-shirts, but the floor itself, man, 
get there early, get that uh, get that guide, and then sit down yeah. somewhere and be like, okay, where are the places I need to hit up? Right. Like, where are the merch booths that I definitely need that exclusive from? And make a game plan. You got to look at that thing like you're going to like you're 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 like on Omaha Beach, and you got to be like, all right, what do I need? Where am I going? And you want to go directly to that booth. Make sure you get that exclusive you want or that signature you want, and then start kind of casually taking in the floor because you can't do everything at Comic Con, guys. You can't do it all. You shouldn't do it all. So definitely make a game plan. If you you know what, everything's online right now. The whole schedule's online. The whole floor plan's online. Do that stuff right now while you have a day or two. Right. And go down there with a plan. For you, Mark, you just want it on Saturday. The screening's over. The signing's over. You just want to let it all in. Yeah. Just come to the booth and or the floor and just... Yeah, just roam. Just roam. I think that yeah. that's like one thing I missed last time. And like we went there because I mean, because we had exhibitor passes. And we just saw, like my girlfriend, I just saw a little bit afterwards when everyone was already leaving because we had exhibitor passes so we could yeah. stay a little bit longer. And I'm like, fuck, I wanted to see all the stuff. And everyone like closed uh, everything down. So the, that I mean, we got like an hour of roaming the floor. And that was like, I, did, I wanted to see more. And I only got to see about like 15% of it. Yeah, pick the booths you definitely, definitely want to yeah, take a look that's at. A good, that's a good call. You, like, like do a little Google and find out what some of the where some of the exclusives are or if anybody's giving away a poster that you want you know because i know like warner like warner brothers sometimes give away posters or legendary gives away posters or you know lion Lionsgate gives away posters like see what the posters are you want of the different giveaways i kind of want that arrow uh lego figure yeah <laughs> the arrow one yeah there, there's an there's an arsenal figure little, is there oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Ar- oh, yeah there's a little lego of arsenal and i was like well, but now, what are that. you gonna have to do to get that? Because that's um, got to be a high ticket. Item. As an exhibitor, <laughs> I gotta tell you, as an exhibitor, I cheat. I do a little thing where I show up early before they open, and I go and I talk to the people who run the booths. And you're like, and hey, go, I'm at hey, Geekscape. Listen, over I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> what, are, what do you guys need, man? You want me to go get you a coffee or something? Hey, you got one of those little Arsenal toys? Might have to take a look at it. Hey, you can't chase me. No, <laughs> I, I just kind of, um, like, I ended up when PetSmart had a bunch of those Star Wars tie-ins when they were announcing their big Star Wars merchandise thing. I ended up with, like, seven Yoda ears for my dog. <laughs> but screw it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the other times, I have to do that stuff before the floor opens because once the floor opens, it is all about booth 3919. And for the most part, I'm a prisoner there, a prisoner of my own creation. I created this prison called Geekscape, and I'm trapped within it with no like no ability to escape. So um, I don't know. I, I uh, Yeah, I look at everything before the floor opens. But if you're, if you're going as a fan, that would be my advice. Do your research the night before and have a game plan and then show up a little bit early take the lines because you're going to end up in a line anyway to get into the convention center and smile that's another thing people need to do at comic-con treat smile, everyone nicely treat everybody nicely we're all at the same convention and don't push don't be impatient because you know what at the end of the day who gives a damn they're going to put us in the ground in about 60 years if we're lucky so Let's enjoy our time here on Earth. Don't make a fan convention a miserable place. <laughs> Don't be that guy. You know what I mean? So that's my advice. And you know what? Spend some hours after or, or during to explore the rest of San Diego. Because downtown San Diego, there's all sorts of cool stuff to do. You know? A lot of deep breaths. That's what gave me through. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, like, I wanted to leave San Diego Thursday last week, last year. Like, by Thursday, I was like, I can't do this, man. I'm Bring stressed your out. Valium or Klonopin or Ativan, yeah. whatever you, you happen to need. And just enjoy the entire day. Yeah, what says drugs? Yeah, I like to go to bed early, which is midnight, and I like to wake up early, which is like six. Go for a run, clear my head, prepare myself mentally for the onslaught of people, and then I go. So if you guys want to do a run Friday at six thirty a.m., we're meeting it behind the convention center, and we're going for a three mile run as a group. We're doing a cosplay five k. You can come. So come to Geekscape. You can check us out. We're Cosplay 5K. It's our first year doing the Cosplay 5K. But it's fun. And also, like, if your hotel has a gym or something, dude, that's, like, where some of the creators hang out. I remember meeting, like, uh, uh, Billy Tucci in the gym. Yeah. Billy Tucci, the she creator. He yeah, did she, you know what I'm talking about? So I'm in the gym, and and there's not a lot of people there. So if, like, you're as agoraphobic as I can get at Comic-Con, you want to look for places where there's not a lot of people... And dude, the like at the gym, I, I was like, "Hey, you're Billy Tucci," and he's like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And we just started working out together. We became friends. It happened at the gym. Best friends. Does yeah. does he know your best friends? 
lives in New York. Cons. I don't think that's the best friend, but oh man. Uh, Derek and I have a secret place too. I'm I'm even scared to ask. No, it's uh for dinner. Instead of going into the gas lamp, here's a big, big, big ticket secret. That's no Instead longer of going secret. into yeah. the gas lamp, why are you doing this? In fighting against a bunch of people to get seats at the restaurants behind the Hyatt Grand Marquis is a whole restaurant area. Oh, wait, the outside is, one? Yeah, and it's hidden by the hotels. So people coming out of the convention center can't see it because the Hyatt's in the way. Is this one next to the pirate ship? It's not as the pirate ship. It's further north towards the uh, aircraft carrier. Okay. And there's a little park there, and in the park are these little outdoor restaurants. Oh, I didn't, and I didn't know And you can walk right up and get food hmm. instead wow. of having to wait for seats and all this stuff. So it's it's behind the Hyatt Grand Marquis. There's a whole park over there, and it's got restaurants, and they are totally open. Well, Derek, you can uh, thank Jonathan Secret. for the four-hour line that's going to be in front of him <laughs> this year. <laughs> no, I mean, there's secrets. But keep in mind, these secrets have been going since what? I've been going since 2005, so these are 11 years. You stay at the Grand Marquis? We are this year, yeah. We? Well, Derek and I, yeah. yeah. We are? Oh, you want to scratch at our place? Oh, just just thinking, you know, we are. Okay, fine. We got a lot of people in our room, man. We are the people. We got Derek. We've got Guy. We've got Josh, our writer. We've got Shane. What size bed? That's the first question that needs to be answered. Well, I think there's going to be two beds, but push them together. I don't yeah. know, man. We're going to have to start tying people to the ceiling and shit like that. I saw people on Facebook today in, in my news feed asking people, like, oh, I just decided to go to Comic-Con You today. guys are assholes! Where can I crash? How <laughs> do you just decide to go? They, they're obviously not going to the convention because it's all uh, all by tickets and by their name. They, they work in the industry, so yeah. they may have oh, in dipshit through a TV yeah. series. Hey, I uh, just landed this gig, and I get Comic-Con passes, and uh, where do I stay? You stay in the water. <laughs> All right, you're gonna you know, like get a flotation device. Yeah. You're staying in the bay because a hotel is gonna be packed right now. And beg yourself onto like an Airbnb or something. Like you're gonna end up staying Anaheim. miles away. You'll be in you Anaheim. Know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Let us know what uh what what Temecula is like. Enjoy. Yeah. Let's, um, let's, let's know how much your Uber <laughs> costs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Take the train. From Glendale. Yeah. Uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to it each year. As much as it's exhausting, this is the highlight of our year each year. And um, freaking bum, they're going to miss your movie. You'll see it. Yeah. I mean, you guys are playing here in L.A. You guys are playing in San Diego. So yeah, we have a sort of yeah. private sort of private screening Wednesday at SAG. We also yeah. have one coming up in August. We do. Can you not, I didn't know if you could talk about that one. Or I not. can absolutely talk about it because it's already up on Fandango. What? Tickets are available. It's August 13th at 7:30 at the Arrow in Santa Monica. It's part of the American Cinematheque. Yeah. And um, we've got great people coming. And wink, wink. Tickets are available on Fandango as we speak. Doomed. If you just, I, I actually check this out earlier tonight and it says doomed if, if you go on fandango and google doomed it takes you right to the page and, and, and listen don't give me no lip service you're proud of the movie you're happy with it you're proud of the, I'm the very product excited and everything with the movie yeah you're like this answered a lot of the questions that i sought out because well as i director, work like, i work for it, roger yeah so i knew that there wasn't anything embarrassing but as a filmmaker, but like, I wanted to make a movie he would like, and he likes it. And you also wanted to answer some of these questions and maybe t- share some of these stories that have been burning in your mind for 20 years. And did you do that? Do you feel like you, you know, fully satisfied that itch? Jonathan, the surprise for me is I didn't honestly think I had much to learn about these, this yeah. movie. I worked on this movie. I was the casting assistant. I was there. I helped with some of the PR because I was sort of the comic book geek mm-hmm. at Corman at the time. Right. So I was fairly involved. And I wanted to simply tell this story. This was Marty's baby. Yeah. He was like, I want to I want to do this. And he's one of my best friends. I said, yeah, we'll do it. I know these guys. We'll get together. We'll do the interviews. We'll do it. I now look at this and all the things I learned listening to these actors, uh, director, stunt, you know, everybody, <laughs> listening to all the people from this film, listening to Lloyd Kaufman, Roger, uh, Sean, who just started, Sean Howe did a ton of research mm-hmm. on everything Marvel, so he he knew a lot of stuff nobody knew. Did you get Stanley in this movie? No. Por qué no? 
Here's yeah. the one they couldn't if round you, up. If you see the movie, you'll understand okay. why. Okay. I don't want to say anything more than that. He is mentioned. Okay. We did reach out to him. Um, no. And, okay. and we did not expect him. Right. Okay. Okay. Was there anybody that you talked about who you didn't get that you wanted or who was it just didn't make another film? Uh, who'd you get that was? I mean, you talked about Lloyd too being somebody that you got that. Sur- I was actually you. very happy to to get the full cast. Yeah. To get all these yeah. guys because Jay lives twelve hours away. Yeah, like Oregon or something, right? And he's not acting. Right. He's he's almost into Oregon. Right. He's so far in Northern California. And and he's also, not he, acting. Didn't he so, play the boy who could fly? Yes. What was his full name? Is Jay uh, uh, Underwood? Jay Underwood. Yeah. And um, I love the boy who could fly. That girl is the hottest girl of all time. Really? In the eighties. The girl from who also played Sabrina the Teen Witch. The, uh, on oh, TV. The, no, no, played Teen Witch on the movie. Right. Oh, Robin Lively. Yeah, I think that's her. She's the red hair girl who was in A Boy Blake, Could Fly. Yeah, I mean, she's oh related God. to the Livelies, yeah. She's the most beautiful girl uh, as I was a kid. They're related to like Blake Lively now? Yeah, Teen Robin Witch. Lively. Yeah, when I was a kid, Hot. that girl was like, wow. And, Hot. And this guy, Jay Underwood, got to kiss her. So I was like, maybe if I go in as producer on Doomed, I can kiss him. I feel a little weird like that this table just mind. moved with you two talking <laughs> about this. Well, um, <laughs> Oh, I remember as a kid like being like so in love with her. Yeah. Um, but Jay, you guys got Jay. We, we flew Jay down for one day, and he literally flew in that morning into yeah. Burbank Airport and flew out. But we got him. We, we um, Was he cool? Was he into it? He was amazing. Great guy. He is, um, do you remember? He's a he's a reverend now, isn't he? He's a pastor. Pastor. Really? Yeah. He's a pastor now up there, and he's got a <clears throat> place. And, and so he's not in the business, and he had nothing to gain from coming down and talking to us. That's cool. Well, except bonus points from Jesus. So, yes. yeah, I mean, that, the, why else the would you do it? The world needs to know, my son, that yeah, exactly. the Fantastic Four is not Jessica Alba. Yeah. The world needs to know his story. Save the franchise. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. And are you guys looking forward to this new one, the Fox one with Josh Trank directing? And I'm absolutely one? looking forward to it. I'm keeping an open mind because right. I am a fan. Dude, it has looked a lot better than I thought it would be. Totally. Yeah, to be honest. Like, I, I, like, when I heard about it, I was like, meh, okay. And then I yeah. saw every trailer. I was like, right, And you've got right. some... I mean, some of those kids are really talented actors. Oh, sure. I know you like Michael yeah. B. Jordan. I love Michael B. Jordan. He's amazing. I, I, when he was on like Friday Night Lights, Whiplash. I was like, I know. See, the thing is, I thought he was a horrible actor on no. Friday Night Lights. Did you see the the episode of The I Wire? I saw every single. Oh, uh, wait, dude. The, on, wa- on oh, the yeah. Wire. Michael B. Jordan is on The Wire. Oh, I didn't know. Wait, is that the, before or after? Or? He's in season one. He's got a really heartbreaking. Holy shit! Sequence. So he's really he's really young then, right? Totally young. Oh, what? What? I don't know. Do you think he was good in Friday Night Lights? I thought I didn't watch Friday Night Lights, but The Wire, he's phenomenal. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I thought I thought his story was more compelling than he was as an actor in in, in that show. But uh, but in like in all the movies that he's been in since, I've I've enjoyed him. Fruitvale Station. Yeah, Fruitvale Station. Fantastic. And today, yeah. today my my wife saw the ad for Creed, and you know right. I, I yeah. just yeah we saw it. And in you the, know how they they hide the fact that it is Apollo Creed's son. They hide the whole title, and you just see Michael B. Jordan like working out, right. and doing and all like, this stuff, getting ready for boxing. How do you know all this stuff? And then all of a sudden, you see Sylvester Stallone, yeah, and suddenly you know Laura, Laura goes. Laura's like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, oh, my God. This is this is a Rocky movie? Yeah. And I'm like, how awesome is this? She goes, this looks great. What a smart way to reinvigorate a franchise. Right. Yeah. And that, he's, yeah. he's he's jacked in this movie, too. It looks great. It does. That's why I'm going to do a Fantastic Four movie just about the robot they introduced in the cartoon. <laughs> Herbie. Herbie. I'm just going to be like, it's just about ro- the robot. And he fights the Annihilation Wave. And she's like, yep, good luck. <laughs> good a, luck fighting a nihilist, little robot. Herbie. It's going to be like Herbie fully loaded. It's going to be Herbie and uh, who is the Stan Lee's character, the mailman? Willie Lumpkin. Willie Lumpkin. L- Willie Lumpkin. It's going to be <laughs> Willie Lumpkin and Herbie team up. And people are going to be watching this being like, Wasn't that a, a Marvel team up near yeah. the end there? And so we're gonna, so people are going to be watching this being like, I didn't know this was a Fantastic Four movie. I just thought this was a fucking movie about a robot and a mailman. They're saving <laughs> the planet from a bunch of bugs from outer space. I'll be like, nope, that's the negative zone. And it's a Fantastic Four movie. That's my Fantastic Four movie. Nobody wants to watch that. Nobody wants to watch that. Hey, we went and saw Terminator. Well, we will both watch it. <laughs> mm, good point. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the other thing about Comic-Con that I like is that we get to see all the Geekscape. So uh, we definitely want you guys, if you're listening, to come back by the Geekscape booth. And what we want to know for real is whether or not Shane's hair should stay bleached or go back to its natural color. Shane, who's one of the hosts of the Geekscape Games podcast, when he feels like it, uh, <laughs> he, he, he bleached his hair, man. And like... That's one thing about Comic-Con, Mark, is like, 
to prepare for Comic-Con, try and do as little out of the norm as possible because if you psych yourself too, uh, like up for Comic-Con, you're already half exhausting yourself and then the whole process of Comic-Con is exhausting on top of it. And whatever expectations psyching yourself up will lead to, you don't want those expectations that can blow up in your face. And poor Shane is like, he probably thinks it's spring break and can like <laughs> yeah. go on like a hookup spree. He's going to be probably swiping left and right on Tinder, left and right. And... No, went, right, 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 dude, right, right. He, I don't know if that's the right direction. He bleached his hair, or like he dyed his hair blonde. Dude looks like a freaking cupcake, doesn't he? He looks like a cupcake with frosting on top. But is it? But is it a, an adorable, cute cupcake? No, he looks like, like one of the. He looks like how one hot of, is he? Looks, he? He looks like one of Zoolander's friends. Oh my god! Who like got blown up? <laughs> Remember that when they're fucking spraying gasoline all over each other? There was a, a, well with his hair. What is uh, Will Ferrell's character in in Zoolander? Yeah, that, Mugatu. That hair? Yeah, Mugatu. No, it's not white. It's like blonde and I'm and, and blind, so sorry. on Facebook. <laughs> I got on Facebook this morning and he's like doing Zoolander looks the camera I was like I'm all ready for SDCZ but he's got this freaking like Twinkie hair it looks like the color of a Twinkie he wants to and turn he has S- it yeah but he's got this um freaking like I don't I can't describe it man. he wants to turn SDCC into STDC okay it's like I want to go crazy this uh, uh, this weekend okay so associate a color to depression that's what he painted his hair to like, uh, that's the color of his hair, and it's that. It's that. It's frosted. It's the it's the red yeah. pill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shane, so don't do that. You know, it's so why I just asked Shane. I was like, hey man, any chance you can diet back before SDCC? Before you get on a plane tomorrow, can you diet back? Can we wash it out in the bay, man? I don't know how to fix I, this. I don't have to look at that hair when we're spooning yeah, in the same bed all weekend. Dude, it's gonna be. That room's gonna get. Smelly. That room's gonna be tough. So when Carl's like, hey, so are we staying at the height? I was like, Carl. Yeah, you may want to burn the Hyatt yeah, down. Okay. All right, <laughs> Carl. The, the 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 windows will be open. Wait, now you should not just him for air, say no. <laughs> but but because we're gonna have to like drape people out the windows for them to sleep properly. Nice. Yeah, there's not gonna be any space for anybody. Somebody's gonna be in a tub, right? Like freaking I am legend. <laughs> like somebody's gonna be sleeping in the freaking tub. It's gonna be a nightmare. But you know what? We love it. Haven't missed one since I moved to California. It's a thing. SDCC. <laughs> Oh man, who am I lying to? It's gonna be exhausting. It's gonna be brutal. But you're still going to enjoy it, and you're gonna do it again next year. Yeah. So it's, this is who we are. It, you know, it's geeks. This is who we are. This is this is what we carry with us. You guys know it. You guys, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you guys know what I'm talking it's about. It's such a burden. Oh man, it sucks. This so it's this a, is such a burden. hard life. This is our chore. Man, it sucks Comic-Con. so much. Yeah. You're seriously. only coming down for one day. <laughs> yeah. That's silence. Yeah. And it's the kids' day. I know. That's why I went. What? Yeah, Sunday I, is Kids Day. Is it? Uh, the there's not. There's, well, and that was actually the only day we can get tickets for. And uh, but uh, and like we were checking at panels, and there aren't that many like huge panels on Sunday. So I was like, yeah, hey, it's a perfect day to do exactly what we wanted to do anyway. Is just roam right. the floor the entire time and see as much of the floors that we uh, that we could because there's so there's so much interesting cool stuff on you the floor that down, you never. But you're gonna come down Saturday. Uh, Saturday? No, I don't think we can stay the night. Unless you have an extra room. Well, no, I, I just, right, I just right, described yeah, that. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm yeah. in, man. I don't know. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, all right. So you have three more. Yeah. We have three more. <laughs> hey, we're gonna bring some like wood blocks for like the the, the corners of the bed, and oh, then people can sleep under the bed. Oh, I think we'll they're, 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 yeah. no, no, we're just gonna lift them up. Make, make, make a bunk. Yeah, bed. we're gonna make a bunk bed. That won't fall over and kill somebody in the middle of the it night. It won't collapse. It's all right. Um, it's come to that. Like it's so, come I remember to... old Comic Cons. Like some of that, some of the sleeping quarters are a little snuggy. It got pretty questionable there. We we looked up one day and like we weren't making very good money. We were all kind of broke kids, and there were like ten of us in the room. It was it was problematic. Yeah, but you see, know? the thing is, if you're willing to do that going in, you know what you're going to get. Yes, yeah, you're, you you know what to expect, so you usually don't complain. But about then there's it. always that person who's like, "Hey, I need a place to stay," and it's like, "Let's throw them on the pile." What's, oh, yeah. what what's the difference now? But I didn't even know this was happening. I didn't know I didn't know that. I didn't know how bad it had gotten. I'd forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was at a, uh, a pre-Comic-Con party on Thursday night. And my friend Jen, because also the rule was if you have like 10 people, they should all be dudes or else things are going to get really weird. I, I like um, leaving one woman. Just It's a wild well, card. Jen, well, well, Jen was this friend who was like, hey, I have no place to stay. Can I please spend the night? And I was like, all right. And so she stayed in a room with like nine other guys. And it's like, just like, mm-mm. Nope. 
No, what she, she had to take a morning after pill like, every to, day. I was gonna say, what she know to <laughs> what she know to name the baby? Like, yeah, exactly. Named after your father, like, dude. It was, you've no, got you've got ten no, names. You know what little it was, Timmy it, Johnny. You know what it is? Park. Is you can have as many people in the room as you want. Remember, there's one bathroom. And I'm saying, adding a adding a lady to the uh to the equation skews the bathroom ratio. There's a married guy right there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Someone that knows. Because a dude will be in and out of the bathroom in two minutes, shower included. A lady, oh, that's going to be 45 minutes, and you're just going to have to wait. Female things. That's science. Um, you guys get it? You guys get the rules? No. Nope. And keep in mind, Derek, I'll I did have some people ask if they could join in. I did have some ladies be like, so where are you staying? And I'm like, nope. I'm not going to do it. Oh, yeah, Shane would have loved it. Shane's like, damn it, I dyed my hair for nothing. You look like fucking Jimmy Neutron who got like a fucking Slurpee swirl. Stop it. <laughs> um, guys, this is the movie. All right? It's called Doomed. If you're in L.A., it's playing the uh, Arrow Theater. Wednesday. August 13th. No, it's playing a private SAG screening Wednesday. But if you're Wednesday. in the Hoi Polloi, but you got into Comic-Con, Friday night, it's playing at 6.30 in the convention center. And that morning, they're going to be at the Geekscape booth, signing autographs, shaking hands, doing all that stuff to promote the screening. If you're in San Diego, please drop by. Friday is the big doomed day. And I can't say that enough because we were there at the beginning of the movie, and here we are at the end of the movie. And I can't wait to see it because... It just seems like Geekscape's been rooting for this thing the whole right. time, yeah, and I'm it, excited to see it. Yeah. Do you have any plans, like to like digital release? Is that coming out in the future after after August or? After, don't yeah, answer do him. Any... He goes to Pirates Bay every day. No, I don't. I do, but not for these types of okay. things. Are there any legal releases? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you an exclusive right here. Let's right do now. it. We are uh, we are negotiating right now with a distributor. We technically have distribution, mm-hmm. and it will be out soon. It'll be out everywhere. Cool. And soon, you mean the next few months or by Christmas? Or yeah, what? Christmas no, no, no. Uh, I would anticipate September. Oh, wow. Well, that'd be awesome. Oh, oh, perfect. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see this movie, man. So are many of In our Canada? backers. We're yeah. very excited to pay off. That's cool. <laughs> nice. So, guys, the movie is doomed. Uh, there's trailers on YouTube. There's a bunch of information on it. Does it have an official website or Twitter? It absolutely. At DoomedFF is Twitter and DoomedTheMovie.com. But the best place to get information is Doomed Facebook page. Yeah. We, we're posting there every day right now to let people know. We've got a whole circuit of comic conventions coming up in, in August, you September. you screen it all of them? Uh, yes, we are. Uh, Stockton. That's cool. Stockton, California? Don't, Stockton don't, Con. Don't get murdered. No. The week after Comic-Con. It's Modesto. It's like no, dangerous baby no, brother. No, Stockton was not, Stockton was number one. Oh, uh, over Modesto in like the and, U.S. for a while. And but at, it's fun. I and used as to live I was near told, it. Stockton is also the second home of the Fantastic Four. Oh, okay, oh, even sense. better. They moved there in the comic books. There you go. Uh, so, guys, check the Facebook. Look for Doomed. Uh, like that page, and you're gonna get all the updates that you can handle. Coming and everywhere. It'll be awesome. Um, and Carl, you'll be with us in San Diego. Yes, I will. I'm looking forward to he's staying it. In the hot, he's staying in the bathtub. <laughs> and uh, guys, Bring we're, a we're Geekscape. Again, at Comic-Con, we're booth 3919. Check geekscape.net. We're going to have that uh, signing and appearance schedule. And of course, uh, come by the booth, say hi, get a t-shirt, walk around, show your support for Geekscape. And we're on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook if you're not going to make it to San Diego. But hey, there's tons of cons in our future. we got a lot of cool news and things coming up. And... We might actually have a new website by the end of this week, so what a great time to launch it when we're putting a bunch of new information on it. Let's really test those servers and test the strength of the new design. I'm looking forward to it. Whatever. Uh, but, yeah, that's Geekscape. For Jake here at T-Radio V, I'm Jonathan Lennon. This is Kenny Craig. We'll thank be you. around next week with thank Derek Cranevelt. And, uh, Mark, Carl, thanks, man. I can't wait to see the movie. Thank you. What a pleasure. We'll see you guys next week on Geekscape.